In this episode, we're going to look at how to configure a WPA2 Enterprise Wireless LAN on a wireless LAN controller. I'll show you how to do it, and we'll talk about the concepts along the way. We've already configured and tested the wireless LAN controller with an existing wireless LAN. We've configured the WPA2 pre-shared key for that wireless LAN because it was to be used in a smaller business. We have been asked to configure and test a wireless LAN controller topology that will be used in a larger enterprise. We know that WPA2 pre-shared key does not scale well and is not appropriate to use in an enterprise network. This new topology will use a RADIUS server and WPA2 Enterprise to authenticate our wireless LAN users. This allows administration of user accounts from a central location and provides enhanced security and transparency because each account has its own username and password. In addition, user activity is logged on the server. We will create a new VLAN interface, use that interface to create a new wireless LAN and secure that wireless LAN with WPA2 Enterprise. We'll also configure the wireless LAN to controller to use Enterprise Radius Server to authenticate users. In addition, we'll configure the wireless LAN controller to use an SNMP server. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Configure a WPA2 Enterprise Wireless LAN on the Wireless LAN controller. Once again, WPA2 Enterprise is where you're using a different server to authenticate your users. Here we're gonna use a radius server. You can use Active Directory. There's a couple other ones out there. However you wanna authenticate your users, one central spot to store all those credentials that would allow those users basically to have a single sign-on for multiple devices. Radius server does authentication for multiple systems and you can tie your wireless into that. On the left side here, I have a packet tracer window open. This is where we're gonna do our configurations and setup and our testing. On the right side, I have our instructions. Bottom right here is the standard packet tracer window that opens up when you open up your packet tracer activity. In the upper right, I have a Word document of those same instructions. There's some questions we have to answer as we work through this lab. And so that'll allow me to enter in my answers to save that file. One thing I did do is I did move my wireless host from down to up so it fits on my screen a little bit better. We have our addressing table. You can see we have a router switch, a lightweight access point, wireless LAN controller. We have a radius SNMP server over here. We have an admin PC. Different interfaces, different IP addresses. Our objectives, configure a new virtual LAN interface on the wireless LAN controller, new wireless LAN, configure a new scope on the wireless LAN controller for the DHCP server. So we're doing all this on the wireless LAN controller, configure the wireless LAN controller with SNMP settings, SNMP simple network management protocol. So we can log some operational parameters of our wireless LAN controller, configure wireless LAN controller to use radius server for authentication. To secure wireless LAN using WPA2 Enterprise, and then we're going to connect host to that new wireless LAN using everything we just set up. 
Your instructions. Part one, step one, create a new VLAN interface. Each wireless LAN requires a virtual interface on the wireless LAN controller. So every, every wireless LAN, so this lightweight access point, it can handle five, 10 different SSIDs. When you open up your smartphone and you see all those SSIDs showing up, it can handle five, 10 of them, that lightweight access point. That's what they're designed to do. But you need to have a virtual interface for each one of those. These interfaces are known as dynamic interfaces. Virtual interfaces assigned a VLAN ID. Think about the VLAN ID we've been assigning it. And traffic that uses the interface will be tagged with that VLAN traffic. Just like when you set up a VLAN on a switch, you have to give it a VLAN ID number. Here we do the same thing. And actually it's used the same way. This is why connections between the access point, the wireless LAN controller, and the router are all trunk ports. These are all trunk ports through here. Why? Because the router does router on a stick. Lightweight access point handles multiple VLANs, so you have to get multiple VLANs across this connection here. Wireless LAN controllers controlling those multiple VLANs. So all three of these connections right here, they have to be trunks for the traffic from multiple wireless lands to be transported through the network traffic for the wireless vlans must be trunked open up browser from the desktop of the admin pc i'm going to go ahead and click on the admin pc right here slide this up i make this a little bit wider going right and left and open up my web browser Connect to the IP address of the wireless LAN controller over HTTPS. So once again, we have to type in the HTTPS and then put in the address of our wireless LAN controller. We have to scroll up to our addressing table. Right here is our wireless LAN controller and here is our IP address. Okay, over in our web browser, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash and then our IP address, 192.168.0. 200.254 brings us to the login screen here. Go ahead and click login. Let's scroll down here, make sure we're doing this. Username of admin and password of capital C Cisco123. The username of admin, password capital C Cisco123. Go ahead and click login. I'm going to make this window a little bit bigger. And here is our summary page of our device. We can get all sorts of information from this page. Click the controller menu and then click interfaces. The controller menu is right here. I'm going to go ahead and click on that. And then click on interfaces. Interfaces on the left side. I'm going to click on that. Notice we are now in the interfaces window. Your interfaces configuration. You'll see the default virtual interface and the management interface to which you are connected. We are connected through our wired connection. This is the IP address we put in here. That's right up here. And then we have a virtual one here that's set up already. Click the new button in the upper right-hand corner of the page. You may need to scroll to the right. That's one thing I find interesting about this, the web interface for the wireless LAN controller. They don't make this fit into your browser. So a lot of times you do have to scroll over. 
What we want to do is scroll all the way over to the right and then click on new, click on this new button. We want to create that new virtual interface. Enter the name of the new interface. We're going to call it YLAN-5. YLAN-5. I matched the case. Packet Tracer, you probably should match the case. Wireless LAN controller, you should match those cases too. Also, configure the VLAN ID as 5. Once again, we're keeping it simple. Your interface name, wireless LAN 5, VLAN ID is 5. We're just keeping it simple so you know how those numbers all connect in there. The VLAN will carry traffic for the wireless LAN that we create later. Click apply. This leads to a configuration screen. Up here is apply. Go ahead and click on it. Now we're into the configuration. We created it. Now we're going to configure it. On to step F. First, configure the interface to use the physical port number one. And so what port are we going to use on the back of that switch? And so the physical port number we have, we're going to use is port one. Make sure that's the one that the cable gets plugged into. Multiple VLAN interfaces can be can use the same physical port because the physical interfaces are like dedicated trunk ports. Use the, or address the interface as follows. Here's an IP address, mask, gateway, and primary DHCP server. Anything that connects into this VLAN is going to look for this IP address for the primary DHCP server. I scroll down a little bit more. Right here is the interface address and the DHCP information we have to enter. I'm going to go ahead and enter in the IP address, 192.168.5.254. Once again, this is that virtual interface. So you have to create an IP address, this virtual interface, give it on the network. Notice the third octet is a 5. VLAN ID was 5. We created YLAN 5. We're keeping it all pretty simple. So that our network mask is 3255, so 255.255.255.0. Default gateway, once again, needs to be on our network. So the first three octets the same. And then we set the first IP address as our default gateway. 192.168.5.1. And then our primary DHCP server is on that same device. 192.168.5.1. User traffic from the wireland that wireless LAN that uses this VLAN interface will be on the 192.168.5.0 network. The default gateway is the address of an interface on a router on R1. And so that default gateway is over here. It's set up right there. So we set the virtual interface up on the wireless LAN controller here is 192.168.5.254. And then our default gateway is over here on this router that's doing router on a stick 192.168.5.1 the address that we configure here for dhcp tells the wireless LAN controller to forward all dhcp requests that it receives from the host on the wireless LAN to the dhcp server here they were saying okay anytime you get a dhcp request send it to this ip address basically it's like a helper address and when the wireless, the client connects into the lightweight access point, that 
goes through the Dora process, comes up here to wireless LAN controller, wireless LAN controller gets it, then forwards it on to the actual DHCP server itself. Be sure to click apply. Yep, if you don't click apply and you go off of here, those settings are, are lost. You gotta click apply. You get the warning here that because we're making changes to the wireless LAN, you have to turn it on, or sorry, turn it off apply those changes and turn it back on. When it's off, people can't use that, so they may have some issues. Go ahead and click OK. Green flash signifying it was done. Click Save Configuration so that your configuration will be in effect when the wireless LAN controller resets. Okay, basically, all these settings we did, or all the settings we just got done doing is in RAM. And just like a router or switch, we have to save that configuration so when we reboot this wireless LAN controller, the configuration's there. Right here is the Save Configuration button. It's out close to the upper right. Go ahead and just click on Save Configuration. Yes, are, are we sure? Go ahead and click OK. And we have now set that up. On to step two, configure the wireless LAN controller to use a RADIUS server. Once again, we're gonna use a different device we're gonna use a server here to do our authentication. The wireless clients are gonna connect into the local lightweight access point. Wireless LAN controller is gonna then authenticate them, but they're gonna use the service, services of the radius server. Okay, let's go ahead and set that up. WPA2 Enterprise uses an external radius server. Individual user accounts with unique usernames and passwords. If we would use um, local authentication, sometimes you just set up one username and password and you can't track who, who logged on to your system. There's no traceability that way. And so having a radius system, server, having a radius server gives you that traceability, that AAA. Before the wireless LAN controller can use the services of a radius server, the wireless LAN controller must be configured with the server address. So we got to configure the server address and then configure the wireless LAN controller to use that. Click on the security menu. Right here's the security menu. Go ahead and click on it. Click the new button and enter in the IP address of the radius server in the server IP address field. Right here is our new button. Go ahead and click on that. Get the IP address of our radius server. Here's our IP address, 172.31.1.254. We'll go ahead and type that in there, 172.31.1.254. Go back down to where our directions are. The radius server will authenticate the wireless LAN controller before it will allow the wireless LAN controller to access that. So the radius server wants to make sure that you give wireless LAN controller permission to go there. Once again, the radius server is gonna make sure and authenticate the wireless LAN controller. This requires a shared secret value. Basically it's a password. Use Cisco123, confirm the shared secret and click apply. Right here is where we enter in that shared secret. That's capital C, Cisco, one, two, three. And let's enter that in to make sure we have it right a second time. One, two, three. And this is so we can authenticate against that radius server. Go ahead and click apply. 
And we also, not good practice to reuse passwords. In this lab, we're gonna reuse passwords just for simplicity sakes, but you should have a separate password and it for your, to, um, to authenticate the wireless LAN controller to use the radius server. It should be a much more complicated. It should probably be 15, 20 digits long numbers and all sorts of complexity added into that. Step two is done. As we can see, we have our radius server, our IP address in there. So it now knows the IP address of the radius server. Let's go ahead and create a wireless LAN. Use the newly created VLAN interface that we did a couple steps ago to create the wireless LAN. Click the y, YLANs entry in the menu bar. Right here's the YLANs entry. Go ahead and click on that. Locate the drop-down box in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. It will say create new. Click go to create the new wireless LAN. Right here's that drop-down box because we don't have any wireless LANs. All, only choice we have is create new. Go ahead and click OK. Enter the profile name. Use the profile name, floor, space, two, space, employees, capital F, capital E. So profile name, floor, space, two, space, capital E, employees. I spell employees correctly. Sign an SSID of SSID-5, all capital letters, SSID-5. Change the ID to 5. Once again, we're trying to keep it simple. Remember what we created earlier? We used number 5 there. Here we're using the number 5 again. So they're all connected together. Click the apply button. So we're going to create it. And now we can go in and configure it once we've created it. Click enabled. By default, it's not enabled. So you gotta make sure that's checked. Now the YLAN has been created. You can configure it. Click enabled. Choose the VLAN interface that will be used for the new VLAN. The wireless LAN controller will use this interface for the user traffic. Click the drop down box for the interface, interface group. Select the interface that we created in step one. Right here is the interface, interface group. Here's the dropdown. And we created the YLAN 5. Go down to the bottom, enable Flex Connect. Or sorry, go down, click on the Advanced tab, scroll down to Flex Connect, almost all the way to the bottom. And make sure to enable Flex Connect local switching and Flex Connect local authentication. So check mark, check mark. Click apply. Even though you made these settings here, it doesn't that make those settings active until you click apply. If you click back, it would just basically erase everything. Nothing would go. So make sure you always click apply once you put your settings in. Give it a second takes you back here to basically the general tab. That takes care of step three on to step four. Configure YLAN security. Instead of WPA2 PSK, the pre-shared key, we're gonna use WPA2 Enterprise. We're gonna use that radius server. Click the YLAN ID of the newly created YLAN. Well, right here, we're, we're still in the editing of the YLANs, click the back button. 
this back button right here inside the browser. This is what we're looking for, a listing of that. Go ahead and click on the five for that wireless LAN we just created. Click the security tab. Right here is the security tab. Clicked on that. Under the layer two tab, select WP and WPA2 from the dropdown. So for layer two security, we want WP, WPA2. It's gonna pull up a bunch of different settings for us at that point in time. Under WP, WPA2 parameters, enable WPA2 policy. And so we have to tell it which one do we wanna use? Do we wanna use one? Do we wanna use two? WPA is insecure. Always make sure you use WPA2. Click 802.1x, that is for our key management right here. So underneath authentication key management, click 802.1x. This tells the wireless LAN controller to use the 802.1x protocol to authenticate users externally. That's our radius server. Click the AAA services tab. I'm gonna scroll back up here. This is the tab we're looking for, AAA servers. When I clicked on that, open the dropdown next to server one in the authentication server columns and select the server that we configured in step two. Right here where it says server one, there's a dropdown. This is that IP address we typed in there. It took the default port, so we don't have to enter anything in here, but this is the IP address we did. Go ahead and click on that so it shows up there. Click apply. Once again, make sure you click apply. You have now configured the wireless LAN controller to use the radius server to authenticate users that attempt to connect to the wireless LAN. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. On to part two, configure a DHCP scope and SNMP. So we're gonna turn our wireless LAN controller into a DHCP server. Okay, wireless LAN controllers are capable of acting like a DHCP server. In a lab, in a test environment, that's probably okay. But if you're in an actual production environment, you probably want to use a DHCP server on a different device, especially if you're using a Microsoft network. DHCP, Active Directory, Active DNS, those all tie together, and you probably want to use those DNS or sorry DHCP servers instead of configuring them. But here we're going to show you how to go through and set up this DHCP scope. Um, let's see. However, in smaller networks, DHCP server cannot be used, and that's what we talked about. One of the main things you want to you could configure a DHCP server for on your on your wireless LAN controller is for your lightweight access points, so they can get an IP address to make sure that those are configured correctly. Some people recommend it. Some people don't. I personally. If it was my production network, I wouldn't do that. I would use an external one. But once again, we're going to show you how to do this. 
You should be connected to the wireless LAN controller graphical user interface on the admin PC. Click the controller menu. Controller menu is right here. Go ahead and click on that. Then click on interfaces. That's in the left column. Right here is interfaces. Go ahead and click on that. What interfaces are present? Well, we have three interfaces. We have the virtual one that came by default, which don't ever use that one. We have the management one. That's the one we're connected to, to do this management. That's where this web interface comes from. And then we have a wireless LAN dash five interface. That's the one we just created that's set, that is set up to use um, 802.1x external, or, uh, external authentication with our radius server. So we have three interfaces that are present. We have YLAN dash five, we have management and virtual. Click the management interface. Right here's our management interface. Go ahead and click on that. Record its addressing information here. So what's the IP address of our management interface? You scroll down, right here's our IP address our net mask, our default gateway, and then our DHCP server. We don't have a DHCP server specified. Okay, so let's get our information entered in here. 192.168.200.254 for our IP address. Subnet mask here is a slash 24. So 255.255.255.0. Default gateway. Once again, it needs to be on your network, so it's gonna start with the first three octets of our IP address. We get that from our network mask, or if there's a one in our network mask, that's our network portion. So 192.168.200. And then default gateway, we set up as the first IP address, so dot one. And our primary DHCP server is zeros. It's not specified. So 0.0.0. .0 or not specified. D, we want the wireless LAN controller to use its own DHCP server to provide addressing to, to devices on the wireless management network, such as the lightweight access points. So any of the lightweight access points we're controlling, we're also going to hand out our own IP addresses to. For this reason, enter the IP address address enter the IP address of the wireless LAN controller management interface as the primary DHCP server address. Click apply, click OK. This reason the wireless. Okay, so let's scroll up and get, get our IP address, which we can go up to the table, look at. 192.168.200.254, or this is the IP address right here. We want that to be our primary DHCP server. 192.168.200.254. Let's scroll back down here. Click apply, then click okay in the warning window. 
I had two OKs there I clicked OK on. In the left-hand menu, expand the internal DACP server section. So right here's our internal, or sorry, the left menu. Here's our internal DHCP server. I'm gonna go ahead and click on that. It expands that out. Then click on DHCP scope. Right here's DHCP scope, click on that. We have a scope in here already. We're gonna go ahead and create a new one. Click the new button. Once again, the wireless LAN controller web interface doesn't necessarily always fit. There's this scroll bar on the bottom to shift you left and right. Make sure you shift all the way over to the right and then go ahead and click on new. We're going to name the scope here, wired management. Wired management. So anything we're going to manage through a wired connection, that's our lightweight access points. So here's our wireless LAN controller. Our wireless LAN controller here. This is our lightweight access point, and notice it's wired in. The devices, the wireless hosts are gonna connect into this, but once they connect into our lightweight access point, it's a wired connection to the wireless LAN controller, to the router to change VLANs, to the radius server to authenticate. It's a wired connection. So anything we're gonna have a wired connection to, we're gonna connect into this new DHCP scope. So go ahead, type wire management, click apply, that creates it, that set it up right here, what we have. Click apply. Click the new scope in the DHCP scopes table to configure addressing information for the scope. So go ahead, click on wired management right here. And we're gonna set up our pool addresses. Remember, we are connected into 192.168.200.254. That's what we have in our web browser. So our network portion's the same. We're just gonna hand out some of those addresses. We're gonna hand out 240 to 249 to any clients that need it. So our pool start is 192.168.200.240. Our pool address end 192.168.200.249. Then we have to make sure we enable it. So down here it's enabled. Provide the values for network, netmask, and default routers from the information you gathered in step 1C. So our network address. Come up here to 1C. We got to get into the right part. Part two, step one C. We want the network. So our network address is our first three octets followed by all zeros. 192.168.0. Nope. 192.168.200.0. Subnet mask. Is a slash 24 which is 255.255.255.0 are we supposed to specify and our default routers and our default router here is our default gateway 192.168.200.1 
got to find where we are right here. Provide the values for this step one C. Click apply to activate the configuration. Once again, you need to click apply to make these settings active. Click apply. And as you can see, our pool now goes from 192.168.200.240 to 192.168.200.249. Click save configurations in the upper right hand corner of the wireless LAN interface to save your work so that it is available when the wireless LAN controller restarts. Back over here, this is what we're looking at. Save configuration is right here. Go ahead and click that. It's saving your configuration. So it's available for a reboot. Gives you a confirmation that it saved it. Go ahead and click OK. The internal DHCP server will now provide an address to the lightweight access point one after a brief delay. When lightweight access point one has its IP address, the CAPWAP tunnel will be established and lightweight access point one will be able to provide access to the floor two employees SSID five wireless LAN. If you move the mouse over Lightweight access point one in the topology, you should see its IP address, the status of the CAPWAP, CAPWAP tunnel, and the wireless LAN that provides lightweight access point one is providing access to. I'm going to go ahead and minimize our admin PC window. I'm going to mouse over our lightweight access point. I got to click in the window to make sure it's active. Then I'm going to mouse over it. And there, you can see we do have some of the information. We now have an address that gig, gigabit ethernet 01 is up. It has an IP address in that range we just specified, 192.168.200.240. We have our CAPWAP status. Oh, it went away. I'm going to mouse back over. CAPWAP status is connected to 192.168.200.254. That was the virtual I virtual interface IP on our wireless LAN controller and the wireless LAN that lightweight access point is providing access to and then providing wireless LANs and then it says floor two employees SSID five that gives you all that information that says that the DACP server is working on wire on our wireless LAN controller step two configure SNMP simple network management protocol Click the management menu in the wireless LAN controller graphical user interface. So I'm going to click on our wireless LAN controller. Just kidding. We have to access that through the admin PC because it's a web-based one. Click on the management. So right here's the management menu. Expand the entry for SNMP in the left side. So SNMP, you see that little arrow? Click on SNMP, it expands it out. Click trap receivers and then new. So I'm going to click on trap receivers. Click in new. If you don't see the new, make sure you slide all the way over to the right-hand side of your window. I've clicked on new. And now it's going to ask for a couple pieces of information. Community string is this. That's basically the password so that way it knows that you're, you're the right person to give information to. So all caps, WLAN underscore SNMP. SNMP, I got to make sure I spell SNMP right. And then the IP address of our server. Once again, the radius server is also our SNMP server. So that's where all the data is going to be sent to. 
172.31.1.254 and click apply. And that's all it took. Yes, you did have to set up some configuration on your SNMP server, like install software, set up the community names. But once you have that set up, setting up those traps to send that information to that SNMP server, fairly simple process. On to part three, connect host to the network. Packet Tracer PC wireless client. You must configure the wireless LAN profile in order to attach to the WPA2 Enterprise Wireless LAN. I'm going to go ahead and minimize our admin PC window here. I'm going to click on our wireless host here and open up our PC wireless app. I'm going to go ahead and click on that. I'm going to expand this window out a little bit bigger. Click the Profiles tab. Right here is the Profiles tab. And click new to create a new profile. Name the profile WL, WLC net. Right here is new. What should my name be? WLC space NET, all caps. Click OK. That's a new profile we just created there. Highlight the wireless network name for the YLAN we created earlier and click advance. So SSID 5 right there and then click advance, which is right here towards the bottom right corner. Verify the SSID for the wireless LAN is present. So this is the SSID, it should say SSID-5. Then click next yeah and by default it should be on infrastructure so i click next wireless host should see ssid5 if not move the mouse over to l lightweight access point one verify it's communicating popping up verify dacp network setting is selected and click next so obtain network settings automatically make sure that's selected click next in the security drop-down box, select WPA2 Enterprise. So right here for security, we want WPA2 Enterprise. Make not WPA without the two, you want it with the two. So WPA2 Enterprise. Click next. Enter login name user one. Login name of user one. Case sensitive, so make sure you follow the case. And this is something you set up on the Radius server already. So this username and password. Password of capital U, user one, capital P, pass. Let's make sure we get that password in there. Capital U, user one, capital P, A, S, S. Click next. Verify the profile settings, SSID 5, infrastructure, mixed mode, WPA2 enterprise. Everything else is set to auto. Go ahead and click save. Select the WLC net profile. 
First thing we got to do is return to the profile screen, select the WLC net profile, and then click connect to a network. Right here is connect. After a brief delay, you should see the wireless host connect to lightweight access point one. You can click the fast forward time button to speed up the process if it seems to be taking too long. We can cheat a little. We can see that it is connected here. If it still doesn't connect in, go ahead and click the fast forward button right here a couple of times. Confirm that wireless host has a connected to wireless LAN. What we do is go ahead and over here, click on link information. We're successfully connected in infrastructure mode. Looking pretty good. Wireless host should receive an IP address from the DACP server that is configured for the host on R1. So let's go ahead and check our IP address. I'm gonna close this window, open up my command prompt, type in IP config. IP address of 192.168.5.2. The address will be in the 192.168.5.0 slash 24 network. That's what we have right here. First three octets are the same. If you don't have that, go ahead and click the fast forward button. It's this button. Click it several times. Go back to your host. Type in the IP config command again. All one word, all lowercase. You'd be getting an IP address here, 192.168.5, probably .2. You may get a .3 or .4, depending upon what's happening. On to step two, test, test connectivity. Close the PC wireless app. Open the command prompt. Confirm that it has done that. I guess we kind of did that already. Type in IP config once again. Type in IP config and spell it correctly. We see that we do have our IP addresses there. The network, what network should the address be in? Well, it should be in dot five network. Why? Right? Because it set it up here in the instructions right here. But we can see that it is the 192.168.5 network. Okay. The address should be in the 192.168.5.0/24 network. The interface configured to get its IP address from 192.168.5.1. Okay, that is the router of interface address for VLAN 5. 
DHCP is running on the router to provide addresses to wireless hosts. Now that is different than the, our wired management networks. Our wired management was third octet was dot 200. This is dot five. And so once again, to recap what was happening is the, the lightweight access point, when it booted up, it's going to the wireless LAN controller, getting its IP address from here, but the wireless client is getting it from the DHCP server on R1. So only wired management stuff will get the IP address from the wireless LAN controller. All other devices will pull an IP address from the DHCP server on router one. Ping default gateway. Okay, let's ping our default gateway. Ping 192.165. Sorry, 192.168.5.1. Okay, that's working. Ping S1. S1 is 192.168.200.100. So ping 192.168.200.100. Hopefully we're doing an ARP, ARP lookup here for the first ping or two. There we go. Two failed to work. I'm just going to repeat that to make sure. Up arrow once, hit enter. There we go. All four are working. And what else do we have to ping? And the radius server. IP address of the radius server, 172.31.1.254. Ping 172.31.1.254. Didn't even have to do an ARP lookup. It knew that already. Four sent all four we got four back and that worked success indicates full connectivity in this apology so we got full connectivity couple reflection questions the radius server uses a dual authentication mechanism what two things are authenticated by the radius server why do you think it's necessary okay uses dual authentication it authenticates both the wireless LAN controller and the wireless host. So it authenticates both of those. Authenticates both the wireless LAN controller and wireless host. Why do you think it's necessary? Well, to authenticate the wireless LAN controller Authentication. Wireless LAN controller authentication is important because you don't want any random device being able to go against those credentials. Somebody could exploit something like that. So you want to make sure that that device has um, permission to use those credentials. So wireless LAN authentication is to provide authentication for devices 
you use the credentials and permissions on the radius server and then user permissions that's where we store all the user permissions so our wireless client permissions on what they can access what are the advantages of WPA2 Enterprise over WPA2 pre-shared keys? There's some issues with the WPA2 pre-shared keys. So with the WPA2 pre-shared keys, all hosts use the same password. That's a security concern. You can't tell who did what on the network. Uh, so it's a security issue. For tracing users. If you have to change the password, everybody has to change the password, just not one user. So everyone has to change the password. And it's shared between everybody. Well, WPA2 Enterprise that uses like the Radius server, you can create individual username, password combinations for every user. That allows you to track who did what on your network. So there, there's that level of traceability. Plus, if somebody has to change their password, it's just one person that has to change it. And then when you use the Radius server, you get AAA. You get the authentication, the authorization, and the accounting. You get all that traceability built into that Radius server. That was Packet Tracer Lab 13.3.12. Configure a WPA2 Enterprise Wireless LAN on the Wireless LAN controller. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.